Check, check, check. One, two, one to the two, one to the two, 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 two. Hey, right. Scotty, what's up? I'm coming back. Oh, got a toot. Hold on. The audio fun bag is brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. And now we kick it. No, don't you turn this off. I'm watching myself. Yeah, we're all lows. Look, just because I was on camera doesn't mean you got to take me off. Well, put it on that TV so I can still watch myself. I felt like I was on ESPN Radio or ESPN. Butterfly kisses after bedtime press. Hey, welcome in. Little white flowers. Chapter 30 of the audio fun bag. We've made it to 30. All up in the- Is there a song that makes you cry? Like, do those songs like Butterfly? You have daughters. Do you cry when you hear Butterfly Kisses? Like, oh, my baby girl, I'll grow stuff. All brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics, NEIUSA.com. You can book their service online 24 7, 770 451 50. 57. Enough with the sponsors. You talk to me now. There's an old country song that I think about. Um, Conway Twitty. You always bring up Conway, Kanye Twitty. Like that's Kanye your, Twitty? Yeah, Kanye. I got you one beer, and this is where you're at. Kanye I, Twitty. I haven't been eating recently. I'm trying this new diet. It's called anorexia. How's it working? It's not. I'm hungry, and <laughs> I get drunk off one beer. Kanye Twitty. Conway Twitty. Twitty right. And he's always like, he's always your go-to. Like I'm not sure you know any other country artist. I think no, you just George Strait. All right, never. Reba McIntyre. Okay, you, Ronnie Millsap. You've proven your point. Okay, don't challenge me on this shit, bitch. I'm. You know what? I'm sorry. I well, bought you a beer as an apology. One minute into the podcast, I bought you a beer as an apology, and you're getting vulgar on me, Los. I'm sorry. Are there songs oh, wait, that, that make you tear up? But that that beer. That's a heavy gravity beer. That I bought you was because of me slapping you. I just wanted to apologize. I'm sorry. When did you slap me? When am I going to? Oh, See? It's such a Domino move. Yeah, so just just so you know, you've I bought you a beer to make up for it when it ha- does happen. Uh oh, yeah. It's worth it. Conway Twitty song. I don't know if there's any Oh yeah, there's a there's a and you would never know it, you would never care. I hope you dance. There was no there's a Pete Yorn song called Thinking of You that You're I You're such to, a turd. That, Why Pete Yorn? Because I would I would sing it to my daughters to put them asleep. Yeah, so they both know it. So yeah, that's uh, that's a song, but it pulls at your heartstrings. Yeah, you get a because, and, and it's not that it would do the same thing for you. It's not like it's some story of like losing a, a dog or dad or any of this. That was just the song that I would carry them and sing them, so they would go to sleep. So will you dance at their wedding with them to that? Because I'll be in the back sobbing. If I that's would. The case. I would ponder. Yeah, that's kind of I mean, sweet. My entire goal over trying to be healthy is let me get two weddings in, two dances in. So I don't die before that happens. That's the goal. I don't wish this on your daughters at all. If one of them did get divorced because it happens in America, you, I mean, hell, we're both from broken homes. It's it's a 50-50 shot. Um, you paying for that second wedding? Man, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, it all depends on, on the age. And how much you spend on the first? Yeah. Uh, like, if you're doing the Cinderella Snow White Disney wedding, I think you're only paying for one. Consider what your father-in-law paid for his daughter. Yeah. You think he would swing something like that again for husband number two at, at her age and where she's at with two I, kids and I, all that stuff? I think he would because it's still her. It's still his baby. Okay. And, you know, okay. he's got money to just throw around. Yeah, I, I just know that, like, my in-laws initially offered ten grand for us to, to elope. Here, take this money and y'all can just do your thing. Uncle Sam see any of that? 
Just you guys. No, we didn't take it because my wife was like, no, I actually want a wedding. So then they had to open up the pocketbooks and, and spend a bunch on that. And my father-in-law is very adamant that that was a one-time deal and that if things don't work out, sorry, baby girl Allie, <laughs> the, that, that well is run dry. Look, the first marriage I had, it was a hell of a party. Like, you only got three months out of that thing, but it was a hell of a party we threw. I'll say that much. So I want to bring this up with you because... And we have guests coming up, right? Maybe. I don't oh. want to over, over, I don't want to promise and then under-deliver or over-deliver. They're standing us up. Okay, continue. I don't know. We're going to find out. We might have some guests as we attempt to get to the bottom, bottom of everything in college football. <laughs> so there's that. But I want, to, I want to start right here because this started probably 72 hours ago, maybe got a little bit more clear 48 hours ago, and now here's where we're at. Yes, COVID-19 does have an effect on the college football season, but there is now a prevalent theory that what is really going on with this thing, because not all conferences are handling this the same. The SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12, which is now, what, what is the combination of the conferences now being referred to as? The Big Sack, the Big Southern Atlantic Conference, the Big, big Sack. The Big Sack Conference. They... I came up with that. They have a little bit of a different view of player empowerment. Yes, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are known as the NOSAC. Those conferences have a decidedly different view of player empowerment. They look at it as, yeah, y'all ain't doing that to us. Well, just get it out then. Like, what you're trying to say is basically this is not about COVID. This is about politics, man. That's where we're at. I don't want to believe believe that. No, but, but COVID does play an important role in this in that... You still have to follow all these protocols to keep these kids safe on campus and safe in their football facilities and everything else. That That's an important factor, but because of it, we're at the point right now in the history of college football, this is the first time that the players have ever, ever been able to put these conferences over a barrel and say, this is what we want out of y'all in order to play. So I didn't want to agree with you when you first brought this up and you were days ahead of this, and so I'll give you credit on this. I did not want to believe that because I keep my college football and my politics separate. Right. And, and that's how I hoped it would always go. And if it's COVID, fine, it's COVID. Can, can I point one thing out before you finish that? I'm yeah, sorry. go ahead. That's what sucks about 2020 because I like to keep my politics and my sports different. I agree with you. But they're intertwined right now. And I didn't want to believe you, and I, and I want to give the benefit of the doubt of, no, this is not political. They're trying to be safe, everything else. When Barry Alvarez comes out and says, we're going to continue to practice, and we're going to keep these kids on campus, and we're going to go through our routines, everything else, Saturday, not playing a game will be the only difference. That's when it hit me that there's... There's something afoot. And it feels so conspiracy theory to say. But it's not because you're you're talking about flipping the entire power structure of a sport that's a billion-dollar industry. But here's the conspiracy theories like I want in my college football. Did Auburn pay Cam Newton? Like, things like that. Yeah, the, the, the gentle 2010 theories I would much rather prefer. Like, was Tyler Simmons onside? Why did the Big Ten officials try to screw over Georgia? Those are the conspiracy theories I want to worry about, not uh, why are politics mixing with my football? Like... Trump tweeted, hashtag, we want to play. And you knew it was going to happen because we all said it it on air. I said it on air. This is the worst thing that can happen because if you think the kids are going to play or not, it doesn't matter. You dug in your political heels from that moment and I either agree with him or I don't. It's no longer about football anymore. And that sucks. Because when it happened, when we saw that tweet, basically, I'm with player empowerment. We knew that anyone who is not 
is not going to want to play. But what you've brought up is, and I'll let you expound on it, but the Pac-12 and the Big Ten either A, don't want to give empowerment to these players, or B, they can't afford to empower these players, correct? There are two things in play here. First off, they can all afford it. It's just a matter of how you view it. For instance, when you go to Cal, Cal Berkeley is a fine institution of learning. Cal, The technological end of it turns out genius students that change the world. Stanford does the same thing. Shout out, Grandpa. They look at their university as, this is Cal. Oh, and we play football. Oh, I, I get that. Like, growing up on the West Coast, I completely understand that right. part of it. Whereas, we have a mentality of... <laughs> no, we play football. We play football. And oh, by the way, you get to go to school, but we play football when you go to, and we go to school. I get a degree here, but at the end of the day, Saturdays in the fall are the most important thing to me. I understand that. That's a mentality. Now, there's something else that's different here. For as much as we talk about player empowerment... They are probably no more powerful than in the ACC, the SEC, and to a certain extent the Big 12 because we don't have a problem paying for talent. Okay? Let's just get that out of the bag. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're saying we pay players right now? I'm just saying that if there's I ever don't appreciate been... that. I don't think Kirby Smart does that. I don't think anybody at UGA does that. I'm pretty sure most of our rivals do, but I don't think we do. Okay, then everybody else in the <laughs> SEC is paying players, but you are not. And so there's a certain level. There's a reason why we haven't seen from the SEC, hey, we need to figure out a way to get compensated on this. Now, they've asked for protocols, and the SEC delivered. And, and if you see what's going on, like I, I was I was reading a couple of different people, while the SEC requires two tests, it looks like Georgia's going to go to three or three. four. Yep. Yeah. That, that's a, that's They are saying, we're adding in another layer of this. It's another expense, but we are fine with it to make sure everybody is tested regularly. So, But Georgia also doesn't have a problem with player empowerment. The Big Ten does. The Pac-12 does. And you realize there's a certain political organization they subscribe to. And that is where, as soon as we saw the Trump tweet, we knew it was going to get political and people were going to draw battle lines. And that's what sucks. I know Landry talked about it, at least today, quote Wednesday, if you're listening to this. Landry talked about it. And, God, I hate doing politics. I know, um, it sucks, you, but, that, you, but that's how become the, a player. You look at the West Coast and, and where are the majority of the schools in the Pac-12, they're over there, and where do they lean politically? You look at up in the Big Ten, where do they lean politically? I And he talked about who are running those schools and how they tend to lean politically. I get and that, it, that's but I be don't difficult. ever want to think that that's in my sports. Because it's not supposed to be. If you consider that the NFL right now, and again, you'll say, oh, they're professionals, but NFL players have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to do whatever they want. Their tests came back. They're less than 1% positive tests over, what was it, 125,000 tests that have been administered since they started? Because what they're doing is they've been doing daily tests to start training camp. And that adds up pretty quickly when you're talking about this many players in a league and personnel and everything else. It's less than 1%. That's why they're now going to scale back to every three days. That is that is progress. And remember, these teams aren't bubbling like they're they're instructed to they can head home come yeah. to the facility head home come to the facility so so I'm just saying you can do this even at the college level but there are some that don't want to mess with it and it ain't about a virus to me anymore the last couple of weeks I've I've hell over the weekend what did we all go through depression basically thinking we're not going to get a college football season this year like that's that's what I went through at least then you saw the we want to play movement and you 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 felt like maybe the tide had turned on Monday and honestly for the first time that I can remember being on Twitter because it basically is it's it's 
It's a cesspool of craziness. <laughs> it really is. I just try and uh, you know what I do? I jump into like the fun areas, and then every now and then I just go. I'm just gonna tell you what's actually going on here. But for the first time ever, I kind of felt like I was behind a movement on social media that we changed something. We were able to help something and maybe push this through. What you did is put a nail in the coffin for the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, and it just <sighs> for their seasons because they don't want anything to do with it. it they, nothing to do with it. It just seems like to me that they jump the gun. I, I don't want to say it's a political thing yet. It seems like to me they jump the gun. I, hell, I read Stanford medical doctors their their release of their twelve pages, and it's intense. What's in there? But at the same time, it's manageable. I, I don't. I don't know if it is. Like I don't know they, if we're gonna. I, I think we're gonna try, and that's all I can ask for out of these conferences. Just give it a fucking shot. Like you wave the flag before we even tried. I don't think. There's a part of me, I don't think the SEC is going to get in a season, but I think we're going to try. And that's the most important thing to me. Get What do you ask out of your kids every time they take a field? Give me effort. Try. 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 Because that's all you can control. I can't control whether it spreads on Georgia's campus, Auburn's campus, Florida, whatever. I can't, as much as I want to, I singularly cannot control that. But just try to do it. So Pac-12 puts out, and they talk about... I just bet. Yeah, you did. They talk about in there... Hey, these teams have done a fantastic job keeping their numbers down. They've done everything we've asked of them, and we appreciate that. But then the next line, it says, but we just don't think they can control it once students come on, on campus, which maybe they can't, but just try the damn thing. And that's where I say that they get to use the cover of students are coming back. Now, you're and if, right. And if one person dies, well, why do we try? We just cost a life. And I... But, you, but it, here's where I go back to, and, and and again, the numbers are the numbers, and when you're talking about, it's infinitesimal, these people that, that get this and inhabit it. Even the NFL, they brought up, and remember, the NFL, you've got even larger guys, and they're older guys. They said out of their tests, out of the positive tests, they go, we haven't had one case that would be even considered serious. Like, you were asymptomatic or you had the sniffles. Because it affects younger people differently than older people. It's much more dangerous, and so... To me, I think the Pac-12 and the Big Ten basically do what they do. They put their noses in the air. They said, uh-uh, we are not bending to the will of these young men. Well, they've always done that, though. Like, look at the Rose Bowl. They, That's always they, their mentality. We're going to do this. the yep. Rose Bowl. It's always played on January 1st, no matter what. And if it's not a college football playoff, it doesn't matter. We're not taking anybody else out of here because they've always been like this. Be, and this is what I said over the weekend, and, it, and it, hopefully it rings even more true as we get in the middle of the week. I said, there are those that are worried about being painted as football factories and those that will never allow that to happen. And the Big Ten and the uh, Pac-12 – do not want to ever consider themselves football factories. And the minute that you give in to player empowerment, that's the direction you start going, that these kids are now employees of the university with an additional compensation than outside of a stipend. And and other conferences are cool with that. Like, hey, you know what? We can talk about that. We can make this happen. They are not because they never want to somehow soil that degree on the wall. I saw one tweet that that started trending or got a bunch of likes and retweets and whatnot, and it just said, Imagine college without football, dot, dot, dot. It would just be about education. <laughs> and I was just like, you don't get it. You don't get it then. Like, that building right there, it's not paid for by, I, that sounds terrible, but I'm sorry. It's it's not paid for by the chemist that comes out of there or, or the biologist or the businessman. Like, it's paid for by football. It's paid for by athletics. And every single 
thing off the field that is done there is paid for by athletics. Is that suck? Maybe. Is that the way it should be in this world? Maybe not. It's paid for by football, though. Like, like it is the lifeblood, lifeblood of college for most of them. For most of them. Okay, so I have a question for you. That I'm was gonna... way too serious. Don't do that again. No serious talk on this. Okay, I'm going to do a silly talk It's like next. being on the unbugged and talking sports. How stupid is that? All right, we're going to do something silly coming up, but I do want to tease ahead for the third segment. Is this where we have chicks on? We have two new friends. Yes, and they're so hot. That are currently on. You're going to stop being creepy. They can't hear this. They're not going to listen. They're going to listen they're at not, some point. They're not. So the idea is going to be, we wanted to get, and we don't, here's our problem. We don't even have, we haven't had interns. We're not allowed. So we don't have our normal group of, let's call on them, let's get them on air. So we're going the to, Tusca- to Tuscaloosa. Oh, do we have to go there? Let's go somewhere else. We don't have any other options. Damn it. Unless we go to LSU, we can call Duffy's kid. That's kind of, she's kind of hot too. You Wait. So Take that out, because I like Frank, but she's a very pretty girl, Frank. Is that more respectful? All right, coming up next. <laughs> Old school sports. Edit that out, because Frank's a friend of mine. I don't think he listens, though. Maybe you can leave it in. It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. Aren't you going through a divorce or something? You told me to bring it up. We have to introduce a new animal, because we don't do Chuck Dolphin anymore. <laughs> that did stop. I thought, we, yeah, I thought we put the Chuck Dolphin to rest. Chuck Dolphin's put to rest. It's an but, endangered species. But we do have a new animal now. Chuck Siegel. What? We All now right, have so a question Chuck Charles Siegel. has for anyone criticizing Cam after the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> when did Cam ever set an expectation <laughs> for your idea of class? Go back. All right, so a question Charles has for anyone criticizing Cam after the Super Bowl. Yeah, oh. when did Cam ever set an expectation for your idea of What are class? you doing that before the show this somehow leads to these, these? oh my god, that sounded like, oh, that's painful. That didn't happen. That did, oh, it did, that's... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Here, just, just throw an Alka-Seltzer up there or the something. The second it happened, the three of us all looked at each other and said, did that just happen? It did. <laughs> it happened. That thing, the Chuck Dolphin is now gone, and we meet... Chuck Siegel. Chuck Siegel is now here. <laughs> Star of stage and screen, Chuck Siegel. <laughs> Chapter 30, the audio fun bag, all brought to you by Norman's Electronics and Hard Ice Vodka Freezies. If you want to freeze up your vodka and drink it, that's the way to do it. And it cures COVID. That's what you've claimed for two weeks, and we haven't been sued, so we're okay. Norman's Electronics, by the way, NEIUSA.com, 770-451-5057. Yeah, coming up in the third segment, we're going to go on campus. Awesome! We're going to do it in the weirdest way possible, and, and hopefully not as creepy as I think. Hey, but, are, your, are your DMs open, by the way, on Twitter? I don't know. I think they normally are. No, I don't think they are, because I get a lot of DMs from other people. Hey, Los's DMs aren't open, so we got to open yours up. Dog. Okay, I'll just open mine up. Let I, people slide into them. So it's where people who don't you don't follow normally, can slide in. Well, yeah, because normally I follow I follow a lot of you. I follow like listeners and everything else. So when they just send me one, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I do too, but I like randos sliding into my DMs too. Kind of kind of fun. So kinda, we're gonna it's open yours hot up. For you. Okay, that's cool. So I wanted to bring this up with you about old school sports. Okay, because I was on Facebook. I just I, I glance at it in the bathroom, right? I you just and do your friend whole, Tom. Like, yeah, and I saw a post. From a friend of mine, uh, Tony Guerrero, we grew up playing high school sports together, and he played at one middle school, and I played at another, and he had an old school pair of Nimitz middle school shorts, and I remember thinking to myself, 
when I was in seventh grade, was like the first time you were like playing organized real like school football. We went to Nimitz High School, and this dude tore us up like I ain't ever seen before. Like he's throwing passes like forty five yards down the field as as like an eleven year old, and they're pinpoint. And it was Tony Guerrero, and I started going, man. Now here's the fun part. Then he stopped growing in seventh grade. And we all caught up, and then he was—he was just—he was a really good player, but at least size-wise, it was no longer the problem. I started thinking that happened to Josh Rios at Mountain Park. See, that happened to AJ Ramirez, who was my <laughs> one of my. Why are they all Hispanic? Because I was in San Antonio, man. Oh, no, but ever... mine was Rios. I was saying, so like oh. maybe they Hispanics like, just like, grow earlier. <laughs> I was like San Antonio. <laughs> I know why yours was where the Tex meets the Mex. Okay, <laughs> that's you how can it goes. say that. I cannot. Hell yes, I can. So here's the the. I kept going and thinking to myself, man, I can't throw a football like that anymore. At one point, I could. I can't throw a baseball like that anymore. At one point, I could. And it becomes this little point of depression because the greatest thing I ever got a chance to do was to pitch. And I started thinking, okay, the only things I do well anymore athletic-wise, outside of like, here, I'm going to ruin, I can... You're so old. I can shoot. I'm... And I can play golf as well as I've ever been able to play it. But I started thinking if I was to challenge like Matt and Chuck to try and strike them out like across the street over at Truist. You could do it. I don't know. I mean, what can you? What do you think you can still do well enough? Because you're somebody who also, you tore the knee apart. I don't know what your level of athleticism is right now. I know you hit a golf ball really well. I know you're also trying to starve yourself into abs. Yeah, that's not working out well. Um... Here's the thing. I was never athletic, though. Like, I was just a tryhard. I was a tryhard. Oh, you called yourself tryhard. Absolutely, I was a tryhard. I was tryhard, and I was bush league as hell. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen you. You cheat at kickball. No, I don't cheat. It's bush league. There's a difference between cheating and bush league, but we'll get into that later. Uh, I can still hit a fastball. I can hit anybody's fastball. I don't care. I can. You can time it eventually, and I will be able to hit it, and I will shorten my swing. And Matt and Chuck call bullshit on it all the time. I don't care. Like, if I don't have to worry about off-speed, curve, slider, something like that coming, I can eventually hit something, is no the, matter how fast it is. Is there a batting cage that you and I could get to? Because I, I think that if you gave me two or three weeks... You don't need two or three weeks! I Hands know, inside, but, quick to the but ball! I, but I'm telling you, my, my the way I always got ready for a baseball season, it would probably be about the third or fourth time to the cage when we do it as a team, where it clicked, and it didn't matter how hard... That thing was going. I was going to hit it regardless, but that took a little bit of time to get that timing down. See, your body will get old and your body will age, and so your your swing may get slower or whatever. The one thing that you're not losing if you have it at one point, hand-eye coordination. And I'm talking catching. I'm talking hitting. I still have that. I, I'm talking whatever. Like Joe Ham comes out and throws a football, and Joe Ham can still zing it. He can naturally put it like 50 yards in the air, and you're like, it, it comes down on you like this beautiful rocket. But God gave me these two beautiful things that I can sit there and I will be able to catch. My hands are good, and that's what I'm talking about with the baseball too. My swing is still good because my hand-eye coordination has always been fantastic. I could probably do that. I would be upset that I can't really throw. That's the part that obsessed me because I can't bring. But that happens. But that part happens to everybody. Like Nolan Ryan is the only person that God has been like, okay, you can still throw at this point. Zeno, it mattered enough to him for him to go get it fixed. All right, I'm gonna tell you something because Zeno didn't listen to the podcast. Uh-huh. Zeno can't throw. 
Oh, have you thrown with him? Yeah, it's one of the uglier throws I've ever seen in my entire life. Is it like a muscle-bound guy throwing? Yes, that's, that's what exactly happens. what it yeah. is. So it's a short arm, just jerk. It's it's very rookie of the year where he just cocks to to about ninety degrees, right. and then just throws like that, and it looks so uncomfortable. I can tell you why he tore his shoulder. Please don't listen to this. Thank you for your service. Um, but that's exactly the the Zeno kind of throwing thing. The problem I have as I do this for a podcast audience that can't see it. I can't throw the ball. I can't bring it back as far as I want to. Like this is my arm outstretched all the way behind my ear, and I'm gonna I'm gonna wing it. If I do that, that's not normal. Then the pain that goes through all the way to my fingertips happens. So every pitch I now have to throw comes from right here. It's all short arm, I think and that I don't like. I think it's the same thing with shooting a J, though. Like. You you I still I you can the, get old. You're never gonna lose that. Can you run up and down the court and everything the same, else? No. no, but you can always shoot the J. You can always have hand eye coordination. I think that where I thought you were gonna take this topic though. By the way, you were talking about the shorts at uh, Saint, Nibbets High Saint School. Rodriguez High School. Okay, Nibbets <laughs> High School. I still have mesh shorts from Parkview High School. I do too. Not from Parkview, but <laughs> my that'd high be school. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> I left my shorts at your house. Here's the ones I took off you. I have. Georgia or Georgia Parkview wrestling shorts. I have Parkview football shorts. I have Parkview baseball shirts. Shorts, man, this beer is getting to me. <laughs> I have all that though. The problem is, Dennis used to be an offensive tackle or an offensive guard, and he was fat. And these were huge shorts on him. Well, you know, over twenty three years, eventually you get fat and the shorts get smaller. But I still wear them to bed every night. Those are the most comfortable shorts you can ever have. Are the high school mesh shorts that we all had, the crappy ones. I'm talking the two thousand late nineties kind of mesh shorts. Most comfortable shorts in the freaking world. I wore them as underwear growing up. I would wear because we had we had those and those were the better ones. That was what you got when you were like a varsity player. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you got kind of like the little bit of like cottony. Canvasy ones. I hated those. those. Hated those. But the mesh shorts held up. That always screamed, man, I've really made it. Because what we had going on in my first high school I went to, you were just trying to get good enough to get into the varsity cage. I'm wearing mine in tomorrow. Because all the other cages were pretty sloppy in the lockers and it was terrible. But if you could just get into the varsity cage, you really done something and they would rotate it. So my like freshman year, I don't I'm not gonna sniff the varsity cage. You know, that was just not gonna happen. My sophomore year, okay, got a little bit of work with them, but you know what? I'm not going to play on Friday night, so they're going to do this, and, and then I get hurt. But my sophomore year in baseball, right into the varsity cage, and I was like, oh, and then as soon as baseball season was over and spring football was back, I was back in my crappy cage. It was like I was taking like a beautiful suburb and then kicked back into like this awful neighborhood. It was great. You'd get them at Hibbit Sports, and it had the little – it was either blue or orange for us, but it had the little logo down the right knee – which, by the way, the shorts used to reach my knee, and now they're like J-Chad, like uh, mid-thigh kind of shorts. I don't care. Most comfortable thing I've ever worn in my entire life. I want to be buried in those damn things. What do you want to be buried in? Clown suit. Why don't you take anything I say serious on the show? What? I don't want to be in a suit. Nothing I say serious. Do you want to be in a suit? Do you want to be looking, no, looking like a penguin? No, but not a clown suit either. I want something fun. I've never wanted anything along those lines to be serious. Like you're, you wear your San Antonio sweatshirt in. How about that? Your hoodie, your Bama hoodie that you rub in my face every single day. How about that stupid hoodie? Why don't you wear that one? That way you'll get one final laugh at me before you hit the dirt, Los. How about I, don't, that? I don't even know if I want to be buried. You've asked me about that. I kind of think I want to be cremated. Good. Burn that 
fucking sweatshirt. Oh my god. <laughs> he just he just keeps I hate them. He just keeps I hate them so much. He just so keeps much. drinking and drinking <laughs> and drink and it doesn't take much and he's just getting more and more like angry. I don't yeah. get angry though when I drink. I really don't. I don't know what's going on. It's this not eating thing. What do you keep writing down over there, by the way? I'm just my therapist used to do this, by the way, and it's the worst thing in the world. Like you're giving oh, your yeah. heart and soul. Tell me about this to the person, and they're just saying, "Yeah." And how does that make you feel? But they continue to write things on paper, and all you want to know is what the hell is that person writing over there? Like he's a psychopath. He's going to murder his ex-wife. Like what are you writing down? Or they could just be drawing like flowers. I don't know. And so I asked her one time, I'm like, "Are you ever going to show me?" No. That's all I got. Now quit. Now you're just being a jerk. Now you're drawing a dong. You just drew a dong. <laughs> you just drew a big veiny dong. I owe you a slap, by the way. <laughs> all right, coming up next, we're going to go on campus. Got new friends. That's that, next on the Audio Fun Bag podcast. Doesn't even look right, by the way. I'm sorry, I'm not a professional dong drawer. Well, what's wrong with its head? It's now time for a classic Audio Fun Bag moment. Brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. Looks like the sun is coming up, Chuck. Shades on in Dark Club. Okay, so we've already gone through Sandra Dolphin, Chuck Dolphin. We now have the Chuck Siegel. Here's the Chuck Siegel up in the air. Well, I've been That's told Chuck Dolphin that you've altered. Chuck Siegel, attorney at law. Somebody on Twitter is <laughs> doing it. Hello, Chuck Siegel. You also have a new character as we're building our barn here. You also now have, I think I just want to call it Steak Piggy. It's that awkward, like, I'm crapping on you, and I'm nervous laughing, and I don't know how to react. But he was so entertaining at all times, because he couldn't help himself. You know, Mike Smith used to have to pull him pull himself together when he gets out there. <laughs> about the process, going to stay with the process. Wait, go, go back. Can I hear it again? Let me, just, let me get that one more time. Because he couldn't help himself. You know, Mike Smith used to have to pull him... About the process, and stay what? with the process. Wait, wait, can you make it? Just give me that. Just that. <laughs> just, I don't know. How does it? I, I want to know what Chuck and Steak eat all day, just to make these Hang certain on. noises. That's at the trough, actually. It that, has that's to be sound from the I mean, edge, and not even like a modern day how they do it by scale. That's an old wooden trough <sighs> that somebody just emptied a bucket into. I just, <laughs> Chapter 30 of the Audio Fun Bag podcast, the oh, movie. All brought to you by... Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics, NEIUSA.com and 770-451-5057. We have house guests today. Well, let's finish that up. Los, I believe they follow all the CDC guidelines when they come into your house at Norman's Electronics. I read that on your sheet earlier. Yes, they do. So they'll resp uh, restore your vintage equipment, any of your audio or video. They handle that for you. So as I said, we have house guests. Yeah, you can hear the heavy breathing. In the I know background. you can hear them straight out of Tuscaloosa. Now let me introduce these two. They're Sounds the like a sorority <laughs> house going on right now. It really does. So this is a starting lineup. That's the name of their podcast. It's it's for the Bama Network, ladies. It's Jade Sailor. It's Caitlin Heffler, ladies. How are y'all doing this evening? We're doing good. How are you guys? Who is this? Is this Jade? We want to establish who we're talking to at what point. Yes, this is Jade, okay. and this is Caitlin. And this is so, <laughs> Okay, so we've got this straight now. Jade, Jade is a little more flirty than Caitlin, can you tell? Well, Caitlin is a little oh. bit more down in the dumps. So I want, to, I want to start this right here because the reason why I suddenly was like, okay, I got to get a message over to them. I want them on the podcast because we were going to be very college football heavy in the opening segment. And Caitlin, you had tweeted out about how the bars are open, 
but we're having to do this hybrid learning. And y'all are seniors at Alabama, so that that actually kind of sucks. Take us through yeah. it. Yeah, take us through what the situation is in Tuscaloosa because it's going to be the same thing that we're dealing with at LSU, in Athens, at Georgia, and Auburn. This is going to be the way it's going to be around the entirety of the conference. Yeah, well, first of all, when we left in March, we were kind of given the idea that we would return, you know, face-to-face classes. And what, like two months ago, we were told that um, it's going to be hybrid and online. So Jade and I have most of our classes together, and most of them are online, but a few of them are hybrid. So going into class um, like once a week and the rest being online, um, so yeah, it's kind of different. We're not terribly, you know, disappointed because we are seniors. We only have a few classes left, so they're mostly like project based. Um, but for sure, for freshmen, it's going to be a little bit more disappointing because you meet so many friends in your classes. When you say hybrid, are you talking about labs? Like you got to go in for things like that? Apparently, we will be going in to a few classes once a week. So I'm guessing giving. Um, when we have to go in for studio work and stuff like that, we'll be going into the studio. The rest, lectures and whatnot, will be online from you know our homes on our laptops. These are the Bama Network ladies. Their uh, podcast is a starting lineup. It is Caitlin Heffler and Jade Saylor. These are the only two people that we have any contact with who are currently in college. So we went, why not? Let's do this from here to answer a lot of these questions that a lot of college football fans have about what's going to happen. So you're in Tuscaloosa. You're going, you know, obviously to Alabama. So you don't care about your education. You care more about football. So he, take, he takes shots. No, I'm just setting up my question. So my, do you care, though, that it's online? Like, if, if it means being online and going once a week. I know you're seniors and you want to be on campus and everything else. Do you care as long as you get a football season out of that, though? Honestly, for me, no. I don't really care because I think it gives us more time to get things done outside of class. We're obviously like trying to do internships and work on Bama Network. So I think I can get just as much done from home. I think it's just really disappointing for like the younger classmen that are missing out on like their freshman year experience. As seniors, though, all we care about is getting a football season, and it's not looking very promising right now. I, now that's where oh, I want to start here because that. y'all are all, y'all are boots on the ground, and, and since you're women, yes, it's actually boots on the ground. Uh, this is the the, the 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 kind of the idea of what happens right now. Everyone in the media basically says, "Well, just wait till the kids get on campus, and then we're going to get these breakouts." And everyone I've heard from who has a, a, a kid in uh, the SEC universities have been told you are not going to be on campus as much as you think you are. That it's going to be a, a melding of, "Hey, you're on." campus sometimes but you're in a bigger room everything gets spaced out i i kind of want to fight the notion that once every kid gets on campus this thing's going to explode what do y'all see um so this is jake speaking me personally i think we will be in class for about maybe three to four weeks before they completely send us to online basically what they did back in march and send the people in dorms back home I think they're just trying to get us on campus so that they could charge a full tuition. And that's why they are saying that they're going to send us home before Thanksgiving break. But that's just my, my opinion. Jade, it's, but it's, going off of that, uh, we experienced, this is Caitlin, we experienced like going down to the pool in our apartment complex <laughs> that they shut down the pool because there were too many students at the pool. So they're already taking, you know, um, they're already taking concerns into consideration and trying to prevent the spread, do what they can. So 
in my opinion, that was pretty positive to see today. Bama Network ladies are joining us right now. They're the starting lineup. That's a podcast. You can check it out on Apple, iTunes, and a number of other places. Caitlin Heffler and Jade Saylor. Jade, I want to follow up on something you just said because I've had parents tell me the exact same thing. They sent their kids to an ACC and SEC school. They are trying to get football done, but they all kind of get the sneaking suspicion. They got full rate out of us as far as tuition. They're telling us that this is going into cleaning and trying to take care of everything. But within three to four weeks, they'll send us home, and then they'll try and do football bubbled without us there. Right. Um, I mean, I know for Alabama, they did reserve about 300 or so rooms, whether it was dorms or apartments, so that if students did test positive, they would be placed in quarantine. And that was their pretty much only, like, backup plan for what to do if there is a big outbreak on campus. So that's at least positive news that they're trying, you know, everything that they can to keep us on campus. But like I said, I really feel like it's just all like a stunt for money to bring us back. And they're going to pretty much cancel everything once again. Okay, what are the bar? How long have you all been on campus right now? About a week, like three days. Okay, so (laughs) what do the bars look like at this point? Like Alcove, are people going over to Alcove? Um, I've never heard of Alco. Uh, see, because <laughs> I'm so old. You're so old, I'm so old that they have. They're like, no, it's by a different <laughs> it's name. It's changed names. It's, it's changed name. Right, what's the bar scene right now? Because that's that's the part where I think a lot of us worry about. It. It's it's the social scene. It's not so much campus is where I think a right. lot of us are concerned about. Well, because well, you can't do okay, virtual so, drinking. <laughs> <laughs> you can, but yeah, it's not fun. Um, so I'm. We're currently going through sorority recruitment, so we're actually not allowed to go out to the bars. Also, like pretty much. All the students that aren't going through recruitment will not return until, like, this weekend, basically. So it's hard to say. I did go out, like, the first weekend that I was here, and there was about three other people besides my friend group at the bar that I was at. But it was also, like, 4 p.m. in the day. So it's hard to say exactly right now. But I know here in Tuscaloosa they have said at 9 p.m. they'll be cutting down the bar capacity to 50%, and at 11 p.m. they will be closing. So... I'm a little bit confused as to, like, can I not get the coronavirus after 11 p.m.? Or, like, why that enrolled stands? Well, let me ask you. I want to see how, how much you actually love football, and especially, I guess, Alabama football. I know. Let's lighten it up for a few minutes here. Because I'm getting more concerned, and I'm a little sad. But we'll see how it goes. You see Mac Jones out at a bar one night, Thursday night, like, 11 o'clock, 11.30. You, you tattle think, in on him? Do you ever think to yourself, like, hey, I need to tattle, I need to tattle on him or I need to give him my corona? Like, are you going to snitch on him at that point? No, I don't even know who I would, like, go to tell about that. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have Nick Saban on speed dial. You can find somebody at that point. That's your starting quarterback. You go knock on his door. Coach, Coach Saban, I saw something you ain't going to like. No, they want Bryce to start. That's what it yeah. is. They want Bryce to start. So they're like, Mac, go ahead and get sick. Their, their grand scheme of the freshman stud starter that they would have. I mean, I think if anything, we wouldn't go and tell someone. But as passionate as we are about college football, I think as the Bama Network girls, we would go up to him ourselves and be like, hey, what are you doing here? You need to go like quarantine yourself away from everyone we need you this season (laughs) i do have one more football question have they talked to you all about student tickets have you heard anything about that yeah so they actually refunded our ticket they're not going months ago so yeah that's not very promising no, that's that's not good. We're finishing up here with the Bama Network Girls. The starting lineup is their podcast. It's Caitlin Heffler. It's Jade Saylor. And, and Jade, I'll direct this one 
over to you. That's not your real name, by the way, is it? Jade. It's such a stripper no, it name. Is. It can't be your real name. I can't believe you're going no, down that road. No, it is my real name. Ladies, let me just tell you this. No, that's not a real name. That's no one's real name. Earlier in this podcast. It's a podcast name. Hoyt was very upset with me because I will wear my Bama pullover. I've got a, I got a master's degree at the University of Alabama. He, 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 whenever I wear it in front of him, he gets pissed because he Suck went up. to Georgia. So with that no. being said, can you tell him about your feelings towards University of Georgia because I, I think that I that would get him feelings. it would get him in the football mood it would get him in the right mood for hopefully if we get something going in 30 days yeah um so this is Jade speaking I think Georgia would love to be Alabama they pretty much copy everything we do they took our strength and conditioning coach they took the lights from the stadium there's basically nothing Alabama can do that Georgia doesn't copy um but except for like the national championships they don't have those Oh, so when when you took when you took Jeremy Pruitt as your DC, was that copying Georgia? Wait, what? I missed the DNA. Oh, I'm sure you did. Oh, I'm good, sure you did. It was did. such a good line. I'm sure you did. Hey, was Tyler Simmons on sides? They don't even know. Ladies, I will just tell you this. They don't even know. Jesse, what are you talking about? Let, let, let me just point I've this seen, I've seen this shirt. You've seen what? Like, he, he wasn't. I, I just want to say this so y'all know. Oh, my God. After second and 26 happened, oh my God. Hoyt got in his car and drove around the city of Atlanta for no, five hours. that's incorrect. I oh. am a responsible person. Do you know exactly? You want me to tell you what I did, ladies? You'd love to hear this. So I'm, yes. by the way, were y'all in the stadium that night? In Mercedes-Benz no, Stadium? at this point, neither of us went to the University of Alabama. No, you just jumped on the bandwagon. Good for you. Yes. No, no. I have been a fan since I was born, but I did not attend the school until the next year. Oh, good. Yeah, so, but, you had to go to community college. I understand. Uh, see, he wants to take shots. So what, you tell them. You tell them about what you did that night. So first off, I snuck into the stadium. I did not have a ticket. I snuck into the stadium, which, good for me. I'm badass. Whatever. Secondly... Oh, who was it? Who was it? It wasn't Dominic Sanders. Who got the pass interference call? It was, uh, I'm drunk. Uh, played for the Giants. DeAndre Baker. DeAndre Baker. DeAndre Baker gets a pass interference call. The game is tied. There's a minute left in the game in regulation. Puts you guys inside the red zone. I say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm leaving the stadium right now. I'm not going to watch them celebrate another national championship. I walk to the bottom of Mercedes Benz, and there's about 18 to 20 Georgia fans down there all smoking cigarettes. I go, somebody give me one. They give me a cigarette. We all together hear the crowd erupt. We assume Bama made the field goal. We throw out our cigarettes, and we walk out. Come to find out later on. I didn't even look. No, I couldn't watch it. What are you, I'm a real fan. I couldn't watch it. So instead... Okay, but you should have known Bama wasn't going to make the field goal. goal. Exactly. Okay, to be true, but you should know as a Georgia fan, you get kicked in the nuts over and over again, so you would make the field goal. Anyways, so... I walk out of the stadium. I, I watch second and 26 happen on a big screen outside the stadium. I then call an Uber. <laughs> and instead of the Uber goes, where would you like to go? And I go, do me a favor. I need you to just drive. He goes, sir, I can't do that. And so I put in my home address, but I asked him to drive around 285, which is a large circle around Atlanta. He circled it three times. I didn't get home until five o'clock that night because I just had my Uber driver drive around. 
because I was that. Really sad. It is incredibly it's, sad. You should hear my life, honey. I'm a Georgia and, fan. And, my whole life is sad. And Hoyt and I were together yeah. at the Rose Bowl the previous week when we we're high fiving and crying and like, oh, this is such a great game. I saw such an amazing game, and then that happened. So it's just the life of Hoyt. Well, these are the Bama Network ladies, the starting lineup. You can check out their podcast, Jade Saylor and Kaylin Heffler. Ladies, thank you all so much for taking part in this uh, very weird edition of the Audio Fun Bag. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Y'all live together? <laughs> yes. Give each other butterfly kisses? You just... <laughs> no. Just Eskimo kisses and pillow fights. That's all it is. All right, we'll see y'all later, ladies. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. That was fun. We should have more women on, Los. Are they still there? Are they hang up? I liked that. All right. They're going to come back and listen to this later. Yeah, that's going to do it for us. No, I'm not oh, done. Oh, you're, what, are you going to recap about how angry Alabama no, girls make it? No, no, they they... And, and she was like, ha ha, that's how you did with your depression. Oh, I didn't hear. What was your comment? Yeah, whatever. Who was it that told us about how they had been in school for three? It was Harrison. No, it wasn't Harrison. Was it? It, was the, it was the Jimmy. Jimmy, who had been in school for four years and had had three losses. No, no, no. Not a national championship like, or anything else. No, no, like total losses. Total losses. Like he'd lost to Clemson twice and Bam and Auburn Ole, once. That's what it, yeah, it was. That's either what it was. Ole Miss or Auburn. Yeah. He's like, this is my fourth year as a senior. I've had three losses. Like, what? Yeah, God, those people suck. By the way, that Jade sounds hot. That's going to do it for us. No, but you can tell by a name. You can tell by a name.